like you did that shit, fool. What's up, everybody? This is All Talk with Maya, and I am your host, Maya. And before we get started, I just want to give a quick rundown on how this show is basically going to operate. So the name All Talk with Maya basically comes from the fact that I plan on talking about anything. Um, I will give a little disclaimer. With this being my first podcast, I will admit I am a little nervous. Um, Sometimes I struggle a little bit with my speech, but I plan to overcome that with this and with y'all so just bear with me but we really will talk about it all I set my show up based on audience interaction I will be doing polls for topics weekly and whatever topic ends up winning I will have everybody submit their questions so I can go based off of that what you want me to talk about what you want me to address anything you're curious about that's what it's here for um, I plan on doing live Q&A sessions, sometimes on Instagram, you know, just so people could get familiar with my face in case they don't already know me. And just to switch things up a little bit, I don't want this show to be based on just one thing and one topic and just how I feel. I want to know how you feel. I want to hear from you. I want to be able to interact with my audience. I realize that as talkative as I am, I did definitely do have a lot to say and I guess it's time I put myself in a position for people to really listen. I also plan on having guests. If you're interested in being on the show and sitting down with me and chatting with me, then I am ready to talk and ready to listen. So let's get started. Um, This topic that we have today is love and all things related. Um, Love is definitely one of my favorite things to talk about. I love love. I'm a hopeless romantic. I've always been that way. And I love to give advice on love. The more that I learn about how love works platonically and romantically, the more I feel inclined to share that with people because I feel it's always in our best interest to develop the healthiest relationships we possibly can with our friends and with our significant others and things like that. And sometimes we don't always have the proper guidance, especially with people my age. We're really young. I'm 22. I know that I haven't figured love out yet. I know that other people around my age probably haven't either. But just like people older than us haven't, there's always something that you can learn about love. So a while back, I had people send me some questions and thoughts on how they felt about love and things they wanted me to address. So I'm here today to deal with that. So the first uh, so the question I did ask was, what would you like advice on slash what do you want me to address? So the first thing that we have here is setting boundaries within romantic and platonic relationships. Um, okay, so when it comes to setting boundaries, I definitely think you can't have a healthy relationship without boundaries being involved. Because what you allow will continue. How you allow people to treat you will continue if you don't put a stop to that in the beginning. You can't get mad at people for running you over and treating you any kind of way if you're letting them. And not to say that whoever is doing what they do to you is right for what they do. But 
you also have to acknowledge the part that you play and how you allow yourself to be treated as well. Um, I think that's very important in all honesty. I know personally, I have struggled with that just in various relationships and friendships and stuff. I thought like, you know, I have to make myself completely available to whatever with anybody just to keep them in my life. When truthfully, people who really care about you and want to be in your life for the right reasons, you put those boundaries in place and they wouldn't dare try to violate them because they know that that'll terminate their access to you. Um, You gain so much power by setting boundaries in place. If you don't like something, speak up on it. And it's always best to do that in the beginning. Because like I said earlier, what you allow will continue and people will continue to do what they want because you're okay with it in their minds. You could be hurt, you could be frustrated, you could be mad, angry, or all these other different things. But if you never voice that, if you've never put your foot down about it, how will they know? Reclaim your power at all times when it comes to people and how they treat you. Because you should never settle for less just to keep somebody in your life. The people who really love you and care about you won't want you to do that. They will always want you to want more for yourself. So the next topic, um, well, the next response, I should say, is how to raise confidence. Um, Okay. So when it comes to raising your confidence, it just really starts with believing in yourself. Um, you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror every day and tell yourself that you look good to be able to believe that you are that. You are that girl. You are that nigga. Like, you are just that. You are who you are. And it also definitely has to deal with, what's the best way to put it? I believe it definitely has to deal with not comparing yourself to other people. What you have is what you have. Who you are is who you are. What God gave you was meant for you, and it wasn't meant for anybody else. And you always have to remember, like, God made you the way that he did for a reason. And comparing yourself to what somebody else looks like or what somebody else has and all these other things, you never know what somebody else goes through. And comparison is a thief of joy, and it genuinely will rob you of enjoying yourself for all that you are and really rob people of the chance to truly love you because you won't even love yourself enough. Confidence starts from within. You don't get it from looking at other people. You get it from truly loving and accepting yourself and understanding that it's okay to be flawed. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to not look like so-and-so. And especially like these supermodels, you Instagram baddies and all of this stuff, you don't have to look like them to be beautiful. You don't have to wear a shit ton of makeup and weave to be beautiful but on the other hand you don't have to think that you can only be beautiful like you know natural face you can do whatever you want I'm not gonna bash anybody for wearing makeup and wigs and stuff because I wear makeup and wigs but I also don't it's like you have to be comfortable enough with and without those things really so confidence truly just comes from accepting yourself and not wanting to be anybody else being comfortable with you and loving on you at all times even when you don't feel your best but I also can say that confidence does come from taking care of yourself you know eating right exercising doing other things like that skin care routine and other things and you will find that confidence sooner rather than later um I know with me personally I struggled with my confidence and my insecurities for a while 
um, it wasn't easy. I used to always look at somebody and be like, you know, oh, well, she's built like this and I'm built like that and everybody likes her. So maybe the reason why nobody pays attention to me is because I look this way. But truth be told, I look the same how I did in high school versus earlier in my college career versus now. And the thing that changed the most is my confidence. Um, my shape, of course, changed a little bit. I've done 50 million different things with my hair. But really what made me the m most attractive I've ever at least felt in my life was whenever I finally started to love myself for me and become confident. Like, you, whenever you ooze confidence, there's just a different glow about you. You know, it's not about changing who you are, changing what you look like to fit in with everybody else's beauty standards. Truthfully, it's just about being you and being the best version of you. I know that was probably very redundant, but I just want to emphasize the point that you have to be okay with being yourself. You have to be okay with who you are, and that's that. Um, this next question, it says, why do men get in relationships just for them to cheat? Um, I will say that this is not just a man thing. It's not just a woman thing people do it this is a people thing people are flawed and I feel like a lot of times people do cheat in their relationships because it has to deal with something with them nine times out of ten somebody cheating somebody being unloyal somebody being a bad partner to someone else has nothing to do with the partner they're doing these to these things too but everything to do with the fact that they're not comfortable with them there's some part of themselves that is traumatized that they haven't healed some type of anything that they haven't dealt with whether it's trauma from a previous relationship trauma from their childhood insecurities and things like that there's never one just set answer as to why people get in relationships to cheat but it nine times out of ten has to do with something they are battling eternally and it also can deal with the level of respect they may have for you and you have to be able to recognize that you can love me, but you're not loving me well. And you can love me, but you don't respect me because you're going to step out of, you know, the bounds of this relationship because you thought you could do better with somebody else. There's something about them that you thought was better than what you had with me. You thought the grass was greener on the other side. And just, like, being around people, getting to know people and listening to their different experiences in relationships – nine times out of ten like most of those people have been flawed with something deeper than anybody else could help them with besides you know therapy and taking time to heal and that's just that you can't fault yourself for that so like I said it's not a man thing it's not a woman thing I know men who cheat I know women who cheat and they just have to work on themselves and they have to especially when it comes to the whole not respecting you, possibly loving you, but not respecting you, that, once again, still has to do with something they're battling eternally because they have to be strong enough to recognize that they don't need to be in a relationship until they fix that part of themselves. Because, you know, not everybody will get that. Not everybody wants to be alone. They feel like they have to have somebody, and they don't want to be with somebody that's going to hold them accountable for what they do. They want to be with somebody that's going to put up with what they do. So just keep an eye out for things like that. You know, people who tend to know they have cheating tendencies, need to be strong enough to say, I, I can't stop doing this. And I, if I want to stop doing this, I can't do this while constantly being up under somebody else. But not everybody's at that point of maturity. And some people just don't want to change. So always remember also when it comes to stuff like that, you cannot force them to change. You want them to change, leave them alone. 
Because staying around just is going to show that they could put you through that again and again and again and again. So that's my piece on that. Men paying for dates. Um, okay, so this is a controversial topic, and I know not everybody's going to agree with me on this one, but that's why this is my podcast, not yours. You disagree, go make your own. No, I'm playing. But um, the way I was raised personally, as a woman, you know, men should definitely court you and take you out and stuff whenever y'all are first getting to know each other when y'all first start dating that's just how I was raised you know chivalry and all of that and then I have a lot of men in my family and I'm the oldest girl so you know I'm even though they're like I have three younger sisters I am the oldest girl so I was like the first baby girl in the family and yeah my uncles my dad my stepdad my grandpa you David they've always been big on the man is supposed to take care of the woman. The man is supposed to provide for the woman. And not to say that women aren't capable, but definitely when it comes to dating and romance, like, you know, the man is supposed to pay for the dates. He's supposed to walk up to your door and meet you there, not honk outside. He's supposed to open your door for you, pull out your chair, sit facing the door, and things like that. So that's just something that's personally been ingrained into me. I more than likely would not go on a first date with a man if he wasn't paying. That's just kind of how I see it. Um... And if you think I'm bogus for that, well, baby, I'm not your type. So you can move around to find somebody else that's going to pay for your meal instead. But I will put a condition on that. The longer that I have been talking to somebody, dating somebody, and especially if I'm in a relationship with them, whoever planned the date pays for the date. Whoever is going on a date pays for the date. Whoever got the money at the time pays for the date. After a while, to me personally, it does not matter. Um, in previous relationships, I have paid for dates and stuff. But that, you know, like I said, previous relationships, somebody that I've either actually been in a relationship with or even somebody I've been talking to for an extended amount of time, you know, after a while, it's just like, you know, who cares who pays for what? Like, if I initiated the date, especially like, for example, if it's something like a birthday dinner, I'm not going to make you pay for your food on your birthday. That That's rude. Like, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to swipe that card. I'm going to save my money so I can do something nice for you and things like that. Or even Valentine's Day. We can go back and forth. Like, one year I do Valentine's Day. One year you do Valentine's Day. Or we do two separate things. We plan for each other something. But I also think it just depends on what you're seeking. You know, if you're a man that's not comfortable paying for dates because you feel like somebody's wasting your money, then, hey, maybe you might not need to be dating. Maybe that. Or you need to go find somebody that's willing to deal with that and that they're okay with that um if you're the man that always wants to pay for the date then you go be with somebody that's gonna let you do that but I think a lot of times people get into it trying to force other people to see their point of view and perspective and force them into that lifestyle when it's just like people want need and like different things when it comes to dating and relationships so do what's best for you but as for me in my house especially in the earlier stages of building a relationship, I think the man should pay for a date. But um, this is actually a question I would like y'all to follow up on. Um, tell me how you feel. You can DM me. I might do a live Q&A session about this one soon because this is actually a very interesting topic and I would love to hear what y'all have to say. People who don't believe in love. I feel like, wow, people who don't, believe in love that's such a foreign concept to me because I think all of what my life encompasses has to deal with love my love for music my love for poetry my love for people my love for God 
but I feel as if the people who don't believe in love, I don't think it's not that they believe in love. I think they're just hurt. And they don't want to put themselves out there to be in a position to get hurt again. So they shut themselves down to the idea of love as a means to protect themselves. When truthfully, I feel as if though, if you've never lost anything in life, you've never loved. And if you've never loved anything in life, you've never lost. And that's such a complicated thing to say, but love hurts at times. You know, sometimes you will love people so hard and they can't love you in the same way. And you start to feel that after a while. You giving 100, they're giving 80. That 20% has to make up somewhere and you will feel that deficit every time. But I don't think dealing with stuff like that, dealing with people hurt you because they didn't love themselves enough to know how to love somebody else properly should be a reason why you don't believe in love. There's seven billion people on this planet. You cannot be the only one who is capable of loving and loving well. I know that I've struggled with this as well too, just the way that I love. I love very intensely. And sometimes, you know, I have my moments where I'm like, will there ever come a day where, at least romantically, I feel, if somebody's going to love me as intensely and as passionately as I love them. And I realize that that love exists somewhere because I'm here and I exist and I believe in that type of love. I'm able to give that type of love. Somebody else on this planet is capable of loving me in the same way. I look at how my family loves me and how my friends love me. And I know then and there, love is always possible. Love does not always have to be about romance. There's so many different types of love. For, so for those who have given up on love, who don't believe in love and all these other things, keep living. Examine your friendships. Get you some real friends if you don't have any. People who are going to take care of you. I feel as if though when people love you, they're willing to put your needs before theirs because you're going to put their needs before yours. Y'all are going to take care of each other. You want what's best for the people that you love. Sometimes that means removing yourself from the situation. Sometimes that means leaving them alone. Sometimes that means getting on their ass and telling them about themselves and letting them know, like, hey, you're messing up. You're not doing this right. But it's love. You know, you have to be open to the different forms of love. But don't let how you've been hurt and what you've gone through, whether it be with your family or significant other or friends or anything, be the reason why you don't believe in love. Take that time to figure out why. Take that time to dissect what's hurting you. You can't move into a different stage of your life, especially when it comes to love, until you deal with the old things first. Um, mixed signals. Cool, cool, cool. Mixed signals, uh, I think that's very dumb. Say what you mean and mean what you say and be able to stand on that. We are adults at this point. Like I don't think mixed signals are cool at any age, but the older you get, that is just very childish, very, 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 very childish behavior. It's giving high school. It is very much giving high school. And no, you don't you don't want to do that. Like, be honest about how you feel because I feel and if those, especially all the people I was talking about, like, you know, I'm so pee, I'm so player, da 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 You're not a player if you got to lie to get what you want. You're not a player if you have to deceive. If you can be honest with people about your intentions, nine times out of ten, you're going to get exactly what you're looking for without the complications. 
and people don't realize it. They think that they have to deceive to get what they want. And it's like, yeah, you might be getting what you want out of somebody, but that's not what they agreed to because you made them think that they they were agreeing to something else and it's always going to blow up in your face the more honest you can be about something somebody out there probably wants the same thing as you if you just want to be able to lay up with somebody occasionally hang out not on no serious stuff then say that you are not the only person in the world that feels that way and if you feel that way about a specific person and that's not what they want, then you're going to have to let go of those feelings or you're going to have to change your intentions with that person. But mixed signals are never cool, especially at this big age. Like, If you're looking for a relationship, say that. If you're not looking for a relationship, say that. But don't be trying to be the old lovey-dovey, let's lay up every night, da-da-da-da, but you're not my girlfriend at the end of the day. Because it's like, okay, I'm not your girlfriend, but you also finna get blocked. We just not going to be speaking. So the way I see it is this, man or woman, be honest about your intentions. And if the person don't like it, find somebody that's cool with what you want to do. But that starts with taking time to yourself and understanding what you truly do want before pulling people into your shit. Point blank, period. And our last question for this podcast is, is it a red flag if a man would prefer or ask a woman to go have on dinner or an outing? Um, this ties back into what I was talking about earlier when it comes to men paying for dates. Um, in all honesty, know your pockets. Know what you got in your pockets. If you ask the person on the date, pay for the date. And if you realize before the date that you don't got the funds for that date, as embarrassing as it may be, speak up. Stand up. Like, speak up and be honest about that. I would rather you be honest so I don't spend all this extra time getting ready, getting dressed just for me to get there. And you're like, okay, you go have. You should have said that whenever before I left the house. At, le- at least if you're expecting them to go have, at least say something before the bill comes. Because somebody might be okay with doing that. Somebody might. Especially if you're in a relationship with the person, I feel that's the most honest you can and need to be at that point. Be real with yourself. Be real about what you got going on. Like, I I get it. I've always been a person, I don't like to ask for money. I don't like to deal with complications when it comes to money. But I know that if I decided to participate in something and I ain't got it, guess what? I ain't got it and I'm going to make it known. If you're going out with your friends and you you realize that you got this, this, and this to pay for and you can't afford to go to brunch and you let them know, they either ain't going to be fine with it until they go catch you later or sometimes they might even offer to pay for your stuff but I feel as if though that same principle should apply to dating if you ain't got it stay your broke ass at home or communicate because somebody might be willing to cover that cost with you or for you so yes I think it's a red flag I definitely think it's a red flag when there's no communication involved me personally, if you ask me on the dates and you ask me to go half, we will not be going on another date. I hate to say it. Once again, whoever gets offended, I'm not your type and I don't want to be. Point blank, period. But that's all we have for this topic of all the questions. Um, we got some silly ones in here that I didn't really want to address. But because they were conducive to the conversation, I promise I'm not going to be the podcast host that just be ignoring people. 
and we're not. It's not like that. But thank y'all to everybody that's tuning in. Um, you know, this is something that I've been trying to get started for quite a while. And I really have been putting it off for a minute. So, look, we just have a little moment of transparency. Um, imposter syndrome is very crazy, you know. And that's something that I personally have been dealing with for quite some time. Um, I'm getting better with it, but, you know, I, I want to be this transparent because I know that there's somebody else who probably feels the same way as I do and is probably dealing with the same things that I could possibly be. Remember that where you are right now, if you weren't good enough to go to go places, you wouldn't even be getting ready to do those things. I know that with graduation coming up, I have been worried about applying for jobs because I'm like, you know, what if I don't get the jobs? But I deserve to be in those spaces just like the rest of my peers. I deserve to be able to voice my opinion on my podcast just like some of my other peers. So don't doubt yourself. You've made it this far based off of your skill, your talent, your effort, and, and I know me personally, the grace of God. So don't let your doubts get to you. I understand it can be scary thinking like if I put myself out there, what if I fail? You can't think like that. And more importantly, even if you do fail, you got to get back up and find something else that works. You cannot be afraid to fail. The people who are the greatest at what they do have not been perfect 24-7-365 all of their lives. And that's something to always look in the mirror and realize it's okay to put yourself out there. It's okay to mess up. It's okay for people to laugh at you. It's okay for people to not like what you do. That's not your target audience. But you're going to find your people. You're going to find the people that want to listen to you and want to understand what you got going on and want to be there for you and that's going to support you. I know a lot of people who have started out as something and they haven't been the best at it, but they kept working at it, kept working at it, and became greater than they ever could have even imagined. So I know I probably was just preaching to myself more than anything, but I just hope that that piece of advice can help you, too. Um, I'm going to be more consistent with my podcast, guys. I know y'all have been waiting forever for me to go ahead and drop this. So, sorry. Senior, I just been kicking my butt as well, too. Um, Mom and Dad, if you're listening, sorry for the cuss words. Love y'all. But thank y'all for tuning in to this week's episode of All Talk with Maya. And I will be posting the next topic very, very soon. Bye. Now you did that shit for me.